everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly Sports History for February 28th, 2024. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the podcast, a rainy Wednesday edition. It's a big day here. Tonight is the night of the Breaking Barriers roundtable that's happening at Community Co- Camden County College. And I'm excited to see it. Mill Thompson is going to be there. Sean Foreman, who is the founder of Baseball Reference and will help lead the push for the Negro Leagues, our major leagues, to have their stats counted when it came to Hall of Fame and and all-time greats. Then there's going to be some authors there. Courtney Smith, who did a biography on Ed Bolden. Tim Whitaker, who's the co-author of Crash, which is Dick Allen's autobiography, which I'm very excited to meet and talk with him. Uh, Michael Everett, who's the director of the Pop Lloyd Committee. And then Kenny Johnson, who is the community engagement manager for the Phillies. I'm excited to hear what he has to say because they've come a long way in where they were before uh, when the major leagues started to integrate. And obviously, we all know the story that the Phillies were one of the last ones to integrate. They were very reluctant to it. There's a lot of racism that went into that. And he's going to talk about how far they've come and the, the big push with, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of the sports now is the, the mental health aspect of things. And he's going to talk a little bit about how the Phillies are really the, the innovators and groundbreakers in that. Uh, so excited to do that tonight, 630 at Camden County College. Last I saw, there were still some spots available if you were interested in going, but I'm excited to go network, uh, listen, and and learn some things for not only myself, but stuff I can take for the podcast. I did sit down with Brian Michael, who's the producer of the exhibit last week on Back to the Future. So go check that out. Learned a lot from him. He's a good dude. There's a lot of good things going on with... Uh, the legal part and just what they're trying to accomplish and getting the word out there. Uh, and you guys know there's so many times I like to just, there, I feel you should know about this person, so we'll talk about it. So check that out. Back to the Future with a PH, wherever you get your podcast, as well as on YouTube. As I mentioned previously, that's going to be sort of my interview special event type platform. So go check that out. And if you're in at down in Camden County College tonight, come over, say hello. Um, Love to meet you. All right. Let's start with a recap now of yesterday's question of the day. In honor of Coatesville Day, we talked about the Rip Hamilton uh, versus Kobe in the District 1 semifinals. And then he Rip was our Black History Spotlight. I asked you, who wore the face mask the best in NBA? Was it Rip? Was it Embiid? Was it Bill Lambeer? Or was it LeBron? And now I understand why on those commercials four out of five dentists or whatever agree uh, nine out of ten uh, 90 percent so we, we had one person uh, 10 people voted on this um, on Twitter I had a couple people uh, message me or whatever but the official poll nine out of ten rip Hamilton and the, the 10th was Bill Lambert. There's always one. And I, and I feel like that just was the perfect. So 90% said Rip. I don't think there's any other answer besides Rip. And to me, obviously I'm biased. But, I, I mean, I feel like he wore it when he didn't have to. He just made it part of who he was as a player. So, as always, thank you for participating in the question of the day. 267-495-8531 gets you in. Uh 
But there will be another question of the day, <clears throat> excuse me, later in the show. Villanova Wildcats beat Georgetown 75-47 yesterday. They are squarely on the bubble now. And, and it's interesting that everybody has their own predictions and whatnot. But heading into the game, Joe Lenardi, Joey Buckets, who or Joey Brackets, who is the premier guy and has a proven track record, had them in the first four out column. So this should help. Uh, they won convincingly, so it should help move them up. But it was interesting on CBS.com, they weren't even listed in on the bubble. Um, so it's just intriguing how everybody has their thing. But for me, Joe Lenardi is the guy, local guy, St. Joe's guy. But he had them heading into the game as the first four out. So that should should help their cause. Uh, again, they're all must-win heading into the Big East tournament for the Wildcats. The Temple women, our other team we're kind of watching, who are not necessarily on the bubble, but have a shot if they can win the American tournament, and they're currently in first place. They're in action tonight against Tulsa in a huge game down at the Leah Coors Center. Tulsa is uh, a a game back of the Owls, so they could put some separation for that number one seed. North Texas women, they are the other team that's kind of battling right now for first place in the American. They won last night, so they're only a half game out. So this is a big game for the Lady Owls. Hopefully they can take care of business against Tulsa. They're hot. They've won five in a row, so hopefully they can keep that momentum going into the tournament. Um, kind of reminds me somewhat of the old school John Chaney's team. <clears throat> and speaking of Philly Sports Hall of Famers, the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame is the ballot is up, and they'd like to give you a chance to have your voice heard. While it's not a part of the official ballot, you can go to phillyhall.org backslash fans voice and put your fill out your bracket or your not bracket. I have brackets on my mind from Joey Brackets, but fill out your ballot and if your ballot is the closest to the official induction class you will win two free vip tickets to the ceremony in november the deadline for that is next friday march 8th so get on that that's phillyhall.org backslash fans voice the link is in the description Uh, fill out your ballot for a chance to win two free vip tickets to the ceremony in march I'm sorry, in November, the deadline is March 8th. And speaking of March, that's what made me think of it. Uh, We've been doing, we're finishing up this uh, today and tomorrow with our Philadelphia Sports Black History Spotlight. Starting Friday, we're going to take a look at Women's History Month and and the the Hall of Fame women in Philadelphia sports. So looking forward to that. Uh, But that all gets underway on Friday. Flyers news. Good win for the Flyers, 6-2 over the Lightning. It's a solid win with a veteran team that knows how to win. Uh, 6-2, they kind of exploded. There was a power outage. A transformer blew up and and knocked the lights out for almost 10 minutes. And it was all Flyers when they came back. They came out just and exploded. Uh, Again, a good win for them. Uh, The injuries are mounting up, though. Drysdale is week-to-week with that shoulder injury he suffered against the Penguins, so not sure if that's going to impact what the Flyers want to do with the trade deadline, which is coming up. But it's, I mean, <clears throat> they are solidly in the playoffs right now. And it's, again, it's that fine line. I don't know if they're a cup contender, but at the same time, you want to make sure you're setting them up to get that experience. So 
We'll see what happens as it gets close, but a good win despite the power outage for the Flyers yesterday, 6-2 over the Lightning. Sixers, on the other hand, did not have as much luck. I will say, I mean, they lost 117-99, but they hung close with the, the Celtics until about four minutes into left in the game. Uh, the Celtics went on a 16-0 run and basically ended the game. Uh, Tyrese had 32, but other than that, he was in the lone bright spot. Tobias has been off, uh, just playing terribly on both ends. Nobody else could shoot, but he healed, couldn't shoot. Uh, it just was... They're in trouble. I really, really think they're in trouble. And I think the next week or so, we should be hearing the update on Joe's knee. But this might determine which direction they go, whether they just hold him out until next year. But that is today's question of the day. I feel like every couple of weeks I do this and it's the numbers have been going more and more the opposite direction. But the question of the day is, are the Sixers done? Does it even matter at this point if Joe comes back just... They have been just terrible since he's been out. Let me know. 267-495-8531. Hit me up on social media. Jimbo underscore Mont on Twitter and TikTok. At Philly Jimbo on Instagram. Are the Sixers cooked? It sure looks that way. They might be cooked, but we got the Phillies on the horizon. They're still playing their spring training slate. Trey Turner had a solid game. Had an RBI double yesterday. Christopher Sanchez pitched two scoreless innings and to me he's one of the guys I I really want to follow this spring training because I I feel as though he's going to be key to this um, their pitching staff this year I mean he was solid once they put him into that fifth spot but it's another one of the things of why I'm more bullish on the Phillies than some people are Uh, I mentioned before the fact that they're going to have the whole lineup knock on wood starting the season, as well as the pitching staff. They didn't have, if you remember, they didn't know who the fifth starter was last year. Uh, and It wasn't until about June or July that Christopher Sanchez came in there, and he was solid. So if Sanchez can be a solid five starter, and then you have, uh, if you can get a bounce back from Tawan Walker, and then you have your top three of Wheeler, um, Nola, and Ranger, I think the pitching staff will be all right from a starting perspective, but it's good to see him. The pitching staff has looked pretty good. The bullpen was even good yesterday until they blew up in the ninth, but the the main guys that pitched yesterday all all looked well. Um, Kirkering specifically, I think he's going to be one of the keys to the bullpen, Uh, but I don't want to get too much into that. I'll do a Phillies preview coming up uh, in a couple weeks, but overall things are looking good for the Phillies and Again, that uh, the pitching staff is what I'm really focused on. And, I mean, they've been solid. Uh, Sanchez now, Nola, and those are two of the, the main cogs to that pitching staff that are going to help them go. So I will take it, um, especially with the pathetic deform- deform- Yeah, I mean, it was a deficiency, and but the pathetic performance that the Sixers put out yesterday. All right, we do have some Eagles news. And uh, this guy seems like he just, I mean, it's almost like, I, I feel like I always say I can do a this day in Wilt Chamberlain history and do a Wilt Chamberlain stat every day. I feel like I could just pick Barkus Hayes' column and, and find a, a reason to rip it. Yesterday, he put out, in my opinion, quite possibly the dumbest article ever written by anyone. 
I mean, I've seen, I feel as though a, a middle school newspaper person could put something out better than this. Uh, and basically, he was. He said he's been sitting on this. And again, like I don't see why you bring this out now unless you're trying to stir up controversy and put yourself in the story. But he said that Nick, the the anonymous player, and somebody else confirmed it and went more. And he was like, I didn't even ask this. And this is where they went. Said that Nick Sirianni treated Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown differently than the rest of the stars. And then guys like Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham were treated differently than um, <clears throat> uh, Jordan Mailata, Landon Dickerson, uh, and the rookies coming in and guys like that. And to that, I have to say, no shit. Bill Parcells used to talk about that back in the 80s, how he treated – like Lawrence Taylor had a different set of rules than the other. He's like, I'm, I'm going to treat everybody equally or, or fairly – but it's not equal. And when you have guys that are making a ton of money that are superstars in this league, they are going to get treated a little differently. Like, I, I don't know. And maybe I'm missing the point. Maybe we'll do that's the bonus question of the day. Um, <clears throat> should star players be treated differently? I mean, I, I read the article and quite honestly, there is no the motivation to me seemed like, because this is coming now on the heels of, A.J. Brown calling into WIP. To me, this is just Marcus Hayes trying to get clicks and, and basically doing exactly what A.J. Brown said the media does. Um, I, I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, going back to when I played Little League, the be, the star pitcher and the, the best hitter on the team did get different treatment than what everybody else did. That's just the way it goes. It's the same thing in my job. I, I have teachers I treat better who are – better teachers like they get treated slightly differently than than the teacher that needs coaching like i feel like you have that in any job it's just dumb i don't know i i mean one of the things i tell my kids all the time fair isn't equal so you can treat somebody fairly doesn't mean you have to treat them everything has to be the same no fair is not equal and when you're a jalen hurts or an aj brown or a brandon graham or a fletcher cox or jason kelsey guys that that have the pedigree the guy that has people that have put in the time the guys that basically the organization feels are different because they're paying them a shitload of money yes they're going to be treated differently they're still going to be treated fairly but fair isn't equal i don't know let me know what you think about that. 267-495-8531. Am I off base here or is Marcus Hayes just trying to stir up some more controversy? Um, <clears throat> just won't let things go. But Howie Nick did speak at the Combine. Uh, didn't really say a lot, uh, but a few takeaways. Um, Nick Sirianni said Jalen needs to be him himself, needs to be authentic. So to force and, and push a leadership style that doesn't fit who he is. And I, I agree with that. Isn't necessarily pop, probably going to work. Uh, and then you got guys like AJ that are willing to be the vocal people. Uh, Jalen leads the way he he leads, and it goes back to what I said. Nobody was saying anything about Jalen Hurts' leadership style when they were going to the Super Bowl, or even when they were ten and one. It wasn't until the shit hit the fan that all of a sudden Jalen's not a leader. So. I, I do agree. You can't force stuff like that. You need to be authentic to who you are. And, and I mean, I think we, if we learn nothing from Donovan McNabb, that's kind of what we need. And, and speaking of being treated differently, Donovan was treated differently than everybody else on that team. 
Nobody said anything about it then, Marcus, and you were writing for the paper. Howie said he is waiting on Fletcher Cox and Jason Kelsey to kind of inform him what to do. He said they wouldn't mind having them back, obviously, if the price is right. Um, So expect to hear an announcement about both of them soon as free agency. Uh, The official legal tampering period, which I don't even understand how this is a thing, starts March 11th, but players can officially sign on March 13th. Um, Both of them are confident that Jalen will be better. Uh, Nick went on to say that AJ is probably the best play, one of the best players and leaders he's ever uh, been around. So, sort of doubling down on what AJ said. Uh, trigger warning: um, Brett James Bradbury will be back, but it's also not like Howie Roseman always tells the truth about what he's doing. So we'll see. But he was like, he's under contract, and it doesn't look like he's going to move him to the slot or to safety. Don't know what that means moving forward, but I, I do expect them to address cornerback in the draft. But <sighs> Marcus, I, I just don't get it. Anyway, speaking of Philly sports media, Hugh Douglas posted on his Twitter. He's ready for, for Philly spring training. He got the new Angry Birds fan shirt from Philly Goat uh, as well as a Fanatic shirt. Don't forget, to, I'm waiting to hear back from Ryan about the, the deadline to order your stuff for St. Paddy's Day, too. But but Hugh Douglas is wearing Philly Goat. You got you need to go and check it out. I mean, between the shoes, the shirts, um, just go check it out. Get yourself ready for spring. Everybody loves a good T-shirt in the summertime, especially when it's 100 degrees. And I will say, these shirts, it's like that soft material. Um, so just start thinking ahead. I know it's chilly and rainy today. But it's going to be 90 degrees and humid. And just think about what you want to do. And if you sweat like me, get that t-shirt material, the darker color that's going to soak up the sweat. You'll be good to go. Go to phillygoat.com. Use that promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off your order. That's phillygoat.com. Promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off your order. Be like Hugh Douglas. Go to Philly Goat. And I will keep you posted on your St. Paddy's Day stuff as soon as I hear from Ryan. All right. Union. They are moving on to the round of 16. They had they had a 3-3 draw against Surprisa yesterday. That's all they needed. Uh, it was a little dramatic. Uh, they It took until the 94th minute of extra time for them to, to tie it up to, to send them to the round of 16. They will play uh, Pachuca on Tuesday, a team from Mexico. Uh, but first, they are in action on Saturday in Kansas City, taking on Sporting KC. But the Union with a 3-3 draw with Saprisa to move on to the round of 16 of the CONCACAF Champions Cup. And today, we're going to stick and have a little bit of a Union theme. And on this day in 2008, it is the official 15th anniversary of the Philadelphia Union. On this day, they were officially named an expansion team for the MLS. Um, obviously, a little background for those of you who don't know much about the Union, which could be uh, a good chunk of you. They play at Subaru Park in Chester along the waterfront. It seats 18,500, which would have been a perfect size stadium for the Temple Owls back in the day. But I digress. Um, they won the 2020 Supporter Shield, which is for the best regular season record in the MLS. They are two-time Eastern Conference regular season champions 2020 and then 2022. They won the MLS Eastern Conference Championship in 2022. We all remember that. Uh, the, they lost to LA Football Club 
uh, on penalty kicks the same day that the Houston Astros eliminated the Phillies from that World Series. Uh, they've made it to the CONCACAF Champion Cup semifinals two times in 2021 and then last year in 2023. Hopefully they can and go on a nice little run this year and possibly win that thing. Sebastian Latou is their all-time leading scorer with 56 goals. Uh, just a fun, um, I haven't been down to the stadium yet, but I, I've talked to so many people that have been, and it's just a fun family outing. So if you can, go down, check out the union. And this is not a paid promotion. It's just is me giving you some information on the union. Because on this day in 2008, Philadelphia was awarded an MLS franchise, which became the union. Uh, they've been fairly successful, I would think, since in 15 years. Uh, should have won that championship in 2022, though. Uh, hopefully, they, they're running it back again this year. They made it to, I believe, the conference semifinals last year. Um, one of the final four teams. So, we'll see. But happy anniversary to the Philadelphia Union, who on this day in 2008 were named an expansion franchise for MLS. We are down to two now. Today's Philly Sports Black History Spotlight is on Bob Montgomery. No relation. The Philadelphia Bob, Bobcat, as he was called, was the, a lightweight, heavy, or late, I always have trouble saying that, was a lightweight boxer. He was born in South Carolina and came to Philly during the Depression. Not really far off from uh, the Joe Frazier story. I think Bob Montgomery was a little bit older than Joe Frazier, though. Uh, he trained at the Slaughterhouse on 8th and Girard. As an amateur, he went 22-0-1. And, and by the way, the Slaughterhouse was the name of the training facility. It wasn't an actual Slaughterhouse. Um, I know in Philly we got to be a little bit specific with that because of Rocky. But it was down on 8th and Girard. As an amateur, he went 22-0-1 and won the PA State lightweight title. From there, he went pro, and as a pro, he won the New York State Athletic Commission lightweight title in 1943 from Bo Jack in one hell of a fight. First retention, he lost to Bo Jack and then would beat Bo Jack again. Um, so basically, Bo, him and Bo Jack fought four times. Bob Montgomery won three Two of them were for the title, and Bob Montgomery became a two-time light heavyweight champion, or lightweight champion. I'm sorry, I got to stop saying light heavyweight. Lightweight champion. Um, so, as a professional, he went 75, 19, and three with 37 knockouts. More impressive to me, looking at him, is of his uh, 19 losses, he was only knocked out three times. So in 97 fights, he was only knocked out three times. And again, it was a lot different back then. They fought more often. Uh, so 75, 19, and 3, 37 KOs, but it was only knocked out himself three times. He's in the International Boxing Hall of Fame, the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame, and one of the those unsung, unsung guys that we just don't really know that much about. Everybody knows Joe Frazier and Bernard Hopkins, uh, even David Reed and guys like that to a certain point. But Bob Montgomery, the Philadelphia Bobcat, is today's Philadelphia Sports Black History Spotlight. He was lightweight, two-time lightweight champion, boxing Hall of Famer, and one of the best to ever do it. So shout out to you, Bobcat Montgomery, today's Philly Sports Black History Spotlight of the Day. We have one more. 
uh, to close out February, uh, bonus Black History Month uh, due to Leap Day, and I'm super excited about it. Um, but on this day in 2008, Philadelphia was awarded an MLS expansion franchise. They would become the Philadelphia Union. Uh, one of the the more underrated things and events to do in Philadelphia. Um, let me know your thoughts on what did Howie Nick say anything, but more importantly, Marcus Hayes. Like, am I missing the point on this? Isn't an issue that the stars get treated differently than the normal players? Two six seven four nine five eight five three one. I'm gonna change it up a little bit. I'm gonna. That's gonna be the question of the day. Is it okay that the stars get treated differently? I I think it's. I mean, everybody. The better you are, the more important you are. The 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 different more differently you get treated. My boss, who is the principal, I'm the assistant principal. She gets treated differently than I do. Am I gonna start bitching to the CEO that she's getting special treatment because she's the principal? Well, she should be. She has way more responsibility than me. Um, like those guys that are treated differently also are the guys that you, Marcus Hayes, go to when shit hits the fan. Nobody's going to Landon Dickerson to see what his opinions are. No, they're going to to Jason Kelsey. They're going to AJ Brown. They're not going to Lamade Zacchaeus, are they? No, they're going to AJ. So uh, let me know what you think. 267-495-8531. This media in Philadelphia gets me so fired up. But let me know. Is it an issue? Like, is this even a story that the the star players get treated differently? Um also, might as well let me know why you're ranting on that if the Sixers are indeed cooked. Uh, but let me know as we keep an eye on Temple's women tonight. Good luck to my lady Owls. Big game against Tulsa. Hopefully they come out on top and can roll into the American tournament and just hopefully give us something to cheer about in March. So try to stay dry today. And if you're coming down to the, the, the panel discussion tonight uh, at Camden County College, hit me up. Uh, but check out A Legal Part on Back to the Future with a PH wherever you get your podcast as well as on YouTube. Sat down with Brian and, and had a good talk about Negro Leagues in Philly. But let me know what you're thinking about all that. I, I'm so, uh, Marcus Hayes just, man, he irritates me. Uh, but go have yourselves on Wednesday. This has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you. Unless I see you tonight. <laughs>